0: Listening to the One of podcast network. They come from the bowels
1: of hell, guided by a master plan for domination of the earth. It arouses such emotion that the management has been forced to state positively no refund.
0: Highly suspect reviews and deliberations of doom come together for their review of the first season of Netflix's. Mindhunter. It's the I,
2: ultimate mashup. I keep wanting to say
0: Mindhunters, <laughs> and I realize that's a crappy Renny Harlan movie, but not this TV series.
3: I liked
2: that movie.
0: I just, I just of don't stress right. about it. If I say it, you know, I just, I go on with my life. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. I just I keep accidentally saying it though, or even typing it. I'm like, no, it's Mind Hunter. It really should have been Mind Hunters, and,
1: and, and you know that that happened when they talked about this. It, right. There is more than one Mind Hunter, so it should be Hunters. <laughs> yeah. And they go, we don't want to be related to that LL Cool J movie. Yeah, could and, exactly. and That's what happened for sure.
2: But that was also the name of the book, correct? Mindhunter? Was it? Okay, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, which is yeah. This is actually... maybe I'm wrong then. <laughs> based
3: on uh, I'm a, with you
0: though. I would have Mind Hunters is the obvious way to go. It's actually based on a, a, a real a series of experiences based on, mind you, it's not like exactly what happened. It's not in biographical. You. Yeah, exactly. But it's close enough that you're like, okay, this is largely based on real stories here despite a certain amount of fudging of who, what criminals they were dealing with or what have have you. The book originally written by the guy who was uh, here Kind of recast as Holden Ford, played by Jonathan Groff, who is kind of a young whippersnapper in the FBI, who's got all these big ideas about like we got all these. Well, they didn't even have. I don't even think they were using the term serial killer yet. Uh, but, sequence like, yeah, but sequence killers. But sequence killers in prison, and we're just they're just sitting there, and we feel like we don't understand them. We don't understand why they do what they do. Why aren't we studying them? And everyone is like, "You are a crazy person, and you need to be quiet." But he ends up uh, teaming up with Holt McCallany as Bill Tench, uh, who's an older, more experienced agent, they kind of find their way into getting to do it, starting off with uh, oh god, what is his name? Ed Kemper. Ed, Ed Kemper, who is like seriously. If you never looked at Ed Kemper, he's one of the most fascinating of all the serial killers. This guy's Which, gonna get a Golden Globe. Oh, this guy's amazing.
2: He, 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 yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Actors. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to jump ahead of that. It, but oh my
0: god, yeah, he's yeah. Amazing. Starting off with them, him, and they have so much success getting information from this guy that the entirety of the FBI takes interest and goes, "Oh, what you're doing is interesting. After all, y'all should keep doing it." And the problem is. You know, as as Nietzsche says, be careful when you stare into the void, right? Mm -hmm. Because it stares back into you. And part of the story is not just these, you know, this fascinating look at these guys, these serial killers, the various actors playing them from Kemper to Richard Speck. Uh, But the way that that Holden Ford is so thinks he's just like, I got this. I'm good at this. I have no worries. And you realize that that void is indeed creeping into him. You know, and I think like it takes a little while, but when they introduce um, Anna Torv from Fringe as Wendy Carr, as a psychology professor, uh, playing kind of a not entirely dissimilar role than what she played on Fringe, as far as her performance goes, I thought. But like that that third person to come in and basically be the person to check and make sure those guys aren't going off the range too far, I think that it really starts to fire on all uh, cylinders.
2: I think it's. Uh Hilarious. I thought one of the best parts of the whole show was how they view like psychology and like in the FBI, they're just like those damn hippie psychology people, and you know, look at them like you know, analyzing, and it's a bunch of pseudoscience. And then when he does go to college at one point to study psychology, they're just like, oh, you're a narc. <laughs> <laughs> the feeling it, is mutual, it's, mutual. I mean, it, yeah. it was such a clash in the 70s, and I didn't realize how badly psychology was portrayed. You know, I have a degree in psychology and everyone was like, oh, that's so great. I don't know. But back in the seventies, it was considered like crap.
0: Not me. I was like, stay
2: out of my head, Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you talking about Dr. Xavier?
0: <laughs> Professor
3: Xavier. <laughs>
2: so- <laughs>
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's been all those
2: years. Don't call him doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Xavier.
0: (laughs) I didn't go to school for all those years to just be called a A doctor. doctor,
2: Professor. (laughs) Well, I'm a professor. I don't have a PhD, whatever. But yeah,
0: I mean, I really, as much as I've enjoyed the show, and I will say it is flawed. There's like, there's uh, definitely not enough, which I found to be endemic with Netflix shows. There's not enough of somebody going, let's see if this thing happens had actually come out at this time or if somebody was actually doing that then because there's a lot of those little like, wait, that song hadn't even been released yet or, or things like that, you, you know. You um, but I, I don't care as much about that thing. I just know it irritated the fuck out of a lot of people who do. So you were worried about the anachronistic like, music? I I was not, but there were people who were, who were
2: decidedly fucked. That's a a a
0: really good show. Complaining
2: about the Legos, or, you know what I mean? Come on. No, I don't care
0: either, but I think, like, you gotta blame Matthew Weiner from Mad Men, who made such a big deal about how anal retentive they were, about everything had to be exactly right, time-wise, that now it's like, people are like, well, he's at a high bar. I'm like, yeah, but only a few people gave a fuck.
3: (laughs) I'd rather have a great story with great acting and great characters and
0: great songs. Yeah. People made the same, had the same issues with stranger things where they were That's like, wait, sad. that hadn't even, or that video game wasn't even released in that year. That's I,
3: a, I understand the nitpickiness and I might notice it, but with a show like this, that kind of thing is so irrelevant.
1: It, it kind of goes like, you're missing the entire point of the fucking show. Yeah, if you're exactly. carrying it. It's, it's <laughs> like, it's showing the flaws in the criminal justice system and what it took to, you know, understand what it takes to be a criminal or somebody who investigates crimes. And, uh, I thought, like, cinematically, it was just beautiful, yes. um, and you know, classic Fincher style. It was just shot so minimalistically, with uh, you know, great use of lighting and natural lighting elements, and um, and man, just great characters as well, great acting. Uh, I, you know, I had a few problems with it here and there. I felt like uh, some of the story was a little too on the nose, like the character of Holden Ford is pretty much a closet serial killer when you watch all of his tendencies and everything he does. I
2: found him to be boring. We'll be- I was so bored to death the first couple of episodes up until the Ed Kemper episode. I feel
1: like that's kind of the That's point. the point. I
2: got that he's intentional so feeling, bland. too, like he's a super
3: Boy Scout. Yeah.
1: He, he, he's very borderline, almost serial killer. If you watch how he kind of goes into every character, how he becomes infatuated with all the things. They have he's very he's very much influenced by the sociopath and they, you and you find him like enamored by it almost in a dangerous way. They did
0: an arc a lot like this with the character on the show The Shield? Yeah
1: exactly. Remember remember yeah, thought yeah, exactly. Yeah, I caught that exact thing. Yeah, yeah, didn't
0: you, right? Like yeah. the one character was the super Boy Scout guy who was kind of boring, but he always ended up causing trouble because he was too Boy Scouty compared to everybody else. And then he got a little too obsessed with serial killers. And then, unfortunately, my one thing I'll say downside about the S.H.I.E.L.D., they just never wrap that storyline up. They're like, well, whatever, he's probably killing somebody. He goes out and, like, kills the but, cat or whatever. Uh, yeah.
1: But then you've got the exact flip side. Is you've got Bill Tench's kid who pretty much is, you know, showing all the signs of a young serial killer. Yeah. So I thought it was a little too on the nose where you've got both characters really kind of... Like, it's kind of like just wrapping up too neatly for me I thought and then every episode felt very episodic where yeah. normally Netflix shows have a huge overlying story that I want to follow this one was like next week they're gonna you know catch this guy next, yeah. and it, was, it I, felt very episodic That's actually me.
3: to me one of the really great things about the show and I did think there was an arc to the show because the arc to the show is less about the characters and more about the creation of the science of tracking serial killers or people like them so I think that to me felt like, the, like the that was part. the MacGuffin yeah
1: but, but like I Look at it to where, like, you watch, like, you know, Law and Order. You don't, like, arrest somebody, try somebody, solve the mystery, and they go to the jail in one episode. And this, to me, had, like, a lot of episodes where, you know, I got a problem. Oh, here's a guy. Oh, we found out who it is. Oh, it just, it was too. It was too episodic See, for me. See,
3: I felt the opposite. I yeah. felt it was anti-law and order. That it really wasn't about those kinds of things. It was about them piecemeal starting to figure out a there way. There wasn't like a killer in episode. Yeah, this
1: like every two episodes. They they
3: settle less. into that structure somewhat in the middle, and I felt like that's kind that's of the interesting least interesting part. The least interesting part. Yeah. But the, the first few episodes are really unconventionally structured for me. Like you know, it's like he's figuring out he's going to college he's like figuring out oh okay so i could take sociology and mix that with what we're doing and have a preventative science where we you know we track these people and we need to study them we need to talk to them and it was it was unusual and even at the end they sort of present a case in this small town and they say can you guys do it and you think they're kind of going to like demonstrate how badass their science is he's like we are utterly unprepared To help you. Yeah. And it just ends and you're like, whoa. And then the same with the next one. They go and interview the guy, but then they keep going back. They interview it. And more of the debate was, you know, should we be doing this? Are we really gaining anything from it? Is there a way to do it that's actually constructive?
0: That's the stuff I found to be interesting. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. And and,
3: and I love the idea that they were also fighting the culture of the FBI that was kind of ingrained in themselves as well to sort of figure out, like – is this, like, this is a whole new breed of killer that in a weird way has been there all along, but we haven't even seen it because we're so focused on this sort of, you know, law, Johnny Law sort of yeah, uh, way just, of... that. It. that I'm works, I mean, yeah. they have that interesting point where the guy says, we think of motive as you rob a bank because you want money, or you kill someone out of passion because you yeah. love them. This isn't that. And, and do we have a way to deal with that? And that to me was like the most fascinating thing of that, oh, let's make that the show as opposed to just these guys who are criminal pro. It's not criminal minds.
1: I,
2: um, well, it's I, of, but I it's agree. like an origin story to criminal right. minds a little, bit. a
3: little bit. It is, but, but they don't, they don't fall down that path. I don't think Fincher or the, the creator, uh, Penhall, um, want to go down that path. You're right. I mean, I, I think that, but even when they do sort of do the killer of the week, they don't approach it completely conventionally. Either stretch in a, in an unusual way through the episode, or it'll be a uh, it won't necessarily be just a three active like, you know, um, present a crime, track them. The least interesting one to me was the one they spend the most time on where there's a a couple and a the brother and they 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 uh, kill the girl that he likes in like the bathtub. Oh, right. And yeah. to me that was like the most eye rolling even though it was well done and well written and well acted. It's like four episodes worth of eye rolling It though. took a little it's yeah, I was it dragged, what, I don't think it was four episodes. Well, and it's hey. it's interesting because it's sort of like okay. they spend all that time on it and then they go right back to yeah. episodes, See, I, what they were originally mean, doing. I
2: like I like that stuff. I totally agree with you guys on that. That's the stuff that I really liked. But then they waste so much time on his relationship with this girl. Yeah, I agree. And, talking about and, totally and agree. They're so bland. Yeah. Yes. And they're so well, first boring. off, you're like,
0: okay, we all know you were a virgin before you met her. There's no doubt there. And you feel like that alone would have made that do we need, aspect of that relationship be at least a, a beacon of light on the show. Do we need
2: minutes of her telling him how to give her face? Like, I mean, I don't think I, just, that's...
0: I thought that they should have used that relationship for humor and light rather than then they fight constantly. Yeah, yeah but it's know?
1: also there for the reason of explaining why most of these serial killers have mother-son issues as well. Yeah. And that's what it's there for. It's for to show, like, if you watch how it goes, like, she's literally telling him, this is how a woman can manipulate you. This is how yeah. these things work. This is how this works. No, and, and that's why it's I, I there. I
2: found it boring. That, I get, I agree. The points I get they're it. the where they
1: having the intellectual discussions, I did not mind. The
0: points right. where it was, became emotional, I was like, okay, that's about enough of that. Well, I, I, I don't, don't think, think she was a
3: compelling enough character on her own. Yeah. I think what was interesting was that she was introduced to give him a, a entry point into something that sort of was outside of his yeah. experience. But as far as her being a compelling character on her own, she she sort of failed in that aspect. And I, I, I think it was too bad because I think the idea of what his home life was with this other person would have been better if they'd given her a better she character. She has zero
0: arc of her own. Yeah. The only purpose she is there for, is, like, she fails the Bechdel test plot design-wise in every way because mm-hmm. she's just there to sort of reflect, to be a reflection for him being kind of a man out of time in his own Right, and to be know. like an example of the counterculture
3: or whatever. I actually read a
2: fan theory where um, a lot of people didn't think she actually existed. Huh. Up until like the very she end of the series where mm-hmm. they finally do meet other people. But yeah, there's a fan theory that like everyone no. thought that she didn't even actually Isn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that every fan theory? Mr.
1: Yeah. Robot, they were right on. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Mr. Robot being
3: the one exception. Uh, they um, were right. we're and how is that a fan theory if all of us knew it the whole time you're watching it? Like <laughs> the other right
2: uh, female in the series, uh, the one played by the chick that was in The Friend. Thor. Thor. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I also felt her like personality was, again, super bland. Well, they have like,
3: almost intentionally. The biggest thing for me was a subplot where she's feeding the cat. And yeah. that goes it was so
0: nowhere. nowhere. Well, no, it's okay. There has been a lot of fan, fan arguing theory, about again. that. Here we go. A, a, a lot is. of fan arguing because what's the deal? There's this sublet she keeps feeding this cat she never gets to see. And then one day, the cat doesn't come. The cat and,
3: doesn't exist, guys. The, the, well, <laughs> it's all on her
0: mind. The, the creators have said the point was to establish a sort of somewhere in this building, someone is a young burgeoning serial killer who has murdered this cat. And I was like, really? That's Is that what we got out of yeah, it? That is terrible. Yeah. No, I thought
1: it was just showing like a need for something you can't see. you yeah. trying to help things. I, so I, I, I mind. Was, Why? Well, he
0: said it was supposed to represent more than one it, thing, it but he said that's like, what happened to the cat. I'm, really? Yeah. Oh my god. What a waste of time. It's too much more. There's a lot of feeling over this thing. trying too hard to get that feeling. I These people are everywhere. And I'm like, I'm not as interested in a show. I want the show, weirdly, to be a little drier. I want the show; That's to it should be yeah. a little more factual and a little more, more like we're really interested in
1: the real story. Stop creating bullshit around. Give so me more
2: Kemper, so, you know so, what I mean? So, so he,
1: here's kind of what like I love the show. I give the show like a nine out of ten. I I, 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 love I, it. Agree. I don't know. Uh, yeah, no argument it. there. Yeah. But but the funny thing is, like I have, I take issue with some stuff too because there are like people that like I just don't even value their opinions, singing the of this show that like shitty fucking TV, I go. How are you liking this show? It has no overlying real big story you can really sink your teeth in. It's not you know, and, and it blows my mind. It, 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 t- it tapped into some kind of like zeitgeist. This show did, where somebody called it genius, and literally everyone's sucking it off right now. And I, and I, and I get it. Like I like it too, but I like it because you know I have a degree in criminal justice. I've been out along with cop right alongs I've done psychology stuff. I write about this stuff. I'm like super enamored with the subject matter then I'm like, other people, I'm like, how do you like this show? Like, I mean, the story really goes nowhere a lot of times. Phil doesn't want you to like the band that he likes. Yeah, it's my band. Back the fuck up. And, and so, like, to me, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm reading, like, people that I'm like, you like Charm. Is your favorite show. Like, how are you liking this? I
0: actually bought years ago for my wife a t-shirt that's like a Venn diagram that's like, <laughs> so one circle says bands that I like, are, and then bands that you like, and in the middle, the little, little slipovers
1: bands I used to like. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs>
0: That's but like, by the, by the, point the, is, shows.
1: the point of the point is, we're all talking about how much we love it. We, we literally brought up major negatives as well, though, that we don't like. I, and then have people not even be, like, in this, like, they're not even thinking about it. They watch and go, love it, 10 out of 10. Well, not even I, thinking I, I about it. Think I do think it's... I'm, go ahead, hide, Rob. No, no, no. no it's all
2: you. I,
3: I think it's a really compelling show, even if even if it's... Uh, <laughs> these people that feel hate like it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's still
0: a compelling show.
3: Um... I mean, I think you know David Fincher made this show, and I don't yeah. think he really even d- jumped into that. We're not but a big so. deal. I mean, I mean House of Cards and this, and does he have another TV show that I'm not thinking? Oh, he's got another one on the way. I know he had two aborted things at HBO, whatever. But um,
2: and he directed the first two episodes and the last, and the last two, two episodes. Two episodes. Yeah. I mean, Which not are, I mean, insignificant. The, the guy be. is a yeah. major
3: director, and he did. I don't want to give him all the credit because it's he didn't direct every episode. And obviously, I think the Hall guy who's behind this is a really smart guy. Yeah. Um, so I think they those guys know how to tell stories. So even if – I think the subject matter is – to your point, Phil, I mean, when people told me they liked it, like, this show is some dark, weird shit. Like, I mean, as dark and as weird as anything we talk about in Deliberations of Doom and horror movies, I mean, you got a guy, he fucks a shoe. In you know, in yeah. front of other people in a room, it's weird. And like, it's, yeah. And you know, it was you know, a nice like, shoe. And, and they talk. It was all, a nice show. No, they talk a lot about you know death and like these you know the weird intersection of like violence and sex. It's and and they do it very clinically and they do it you know they're they're analyzing it. There's an academic procedural take on it. But I, I mean, like this is not a show I'd recommend to my mom. No. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's upsetting, is, yeah. dark, weird subject matter, and the fact that they they navigate that in a way that keeps it entertaining and I think engaging. I watched um, it with your mom.
0: She actually liked it. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> the mom was just down. We, so...
0: we kept getting distracted.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh,
1: snap! You got mom jokes. <laughs> you? Well,
2: you made a cat pun. Uh, so. Yeah,
1: that's uh, yeah. No. I, I, stepped on, I stepped on Chris's territory.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you went straight to mom jokes.
3: Um, but what the fuck, anyway. So <laughs> derails everything. Okay, I'm done. I, uh, I,
2: like, I, go ahead, Raph, Well, so. I was
3: just going to say that um, I actually had read. I um, Read the, the the book Mindhunter, and nice. I read some of the other books that uh, the, the the people in in this branch of the FBI who sort of invented it. At some point, I want to borrow some of those. Yeah, yeah okay. Right. And um, my favorite thing was <laughs> I, I love that patient. Can I get some of the serial killer books over here? <laughs> no, my,
0: my favorite <laughs> thing was favorite.
3: Russ. Is we were trying, we were working on a project about a serial killers. So Russ, was like, I'm going to read all these books, and he read all the books that's based on Mindhunter and then the other guys. And I, remember I was like, how was it? Because I was going to read them next. So I was like, it was. Uh, is pretty dark. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, uh, you
0: don't want to read all those books in a row. This is right now, retooling it into a musical. <laughs> <laughs> but,
3: but I did think that um, what, what I found very interesting that I, I think we've touched on again, and and to your point, uh, Chris, about, about the show being drier and almost, was how much they wanted to emphasize that they weren't the guys in, you know, the, the, the Hannibal Lecter movies. They, they weren't sort of, um, you know, oh my God, I saw it in my mind and it flashed or whatever. They were very Clinical. They, you know, these were things they wrote reports on. They were sort of bureaucratic and they, you know, they went to these small towns and, you know, that I thought I was like, how are you going to make a show out of these guys who very consciously were not flashy? I mean, obviously what they were talking about, you know, serial killers and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of sexy and interesting, but they weren't those kinds of guys. They were looking at it from a very sort of, you know, psychological standpoint and the fact that they were able to make this into a giant Netflix show that spanned over several episodes and make it interesting and have us sit here and go, you know, I wish it was a little more sort of boring and whatever. <laughs> like them sort of talking about this kind of stuff. That I thought was amazing. Uh, I, I really I couldn't believe it when I started to watch this. I think because also the opening of the show is pretty flashy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really exciting thing. But they quickly move away from that, and you realize, like, oh, it's really... And then, you know, I think they kind of go into the relationship stuff. But then you realize, like, it really is just kind of these guys in suits, like, talking about stuff. Yeah, like, crappy hotel rooms, traveling to different towns. And, you know, family guys, like, kind of, like... Not, like, these amazing, like, serial killer hunters or whatever. So, I think that, I thought, was really, really great about the show.
2: I actually think the opposite. I I mean, my favorite parts of the show... Of course you do. Show, <laughs> 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 my favorite parts of the show is when they are talking to the serial killers. Yes. And my favorite parts of the show is when they're solving crimes. All of the extra, like... You know, t- t- relationship shit. I just was like, oh my god! Yeah. Can you please just get to like the next serial killer? Well, can I, can I ask
3: you what about the relationship between um, the two leads? Did you find that interesting? That, thought, that no, that well? I
2: found very interesting because I really like the juxtaposition between Bill and Holden. Like they're so like completely different personalities, and I am absolutely in love with Bill Tinch. I yeah. mean, his character H- McCallany. Sorry, yeah.
0: Holt McCallany. Who- he has been? Who's one of those? Characters. One of those guys that shows up all he, the time. I mean, great role. I've like like seen him in a,
3: He's yeah, always he great, there. and they finally found a role. To, to he really is him. like the Pre-cho quintessential
2: choo. '70s FBI. I'm so yes, worried about is. him. He
3: smokes so much in this show. Like, <laughs> that that the show. Is anybody else upset? Thing. Like I was no, like, dude, stop giving him cigarettes. Thing that it was me the '70s. As
2: an ex-smoker, right? I'm as, like, a, as,
3: a, stop. as a movie thing, it's great. As like a real life thing, I was no. kind of freaking out. You're
1: like, you're not gonna make it to the end of this
3: show. <laughs> well, it's especially
1: if it's a Fincher show, they're doing 97 takes of every scene. That guy is smoking a pack of cigarettes a shot. Think
0: about
3: that. Yeah, like a day. Got
2: him really good insurance. But Or he's smoking, like, fake cigarettes or something. Yeah, but, a lot
0: of those guys are smoking the herbals. Uh, the herbal are disgusting. I but. mean,
2: yeah, their relationship's great, especially, like, all of the hotel room scenes where they're just staying in these shitty hotels and they're just, dri- you know, the driving on the road kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That was really great. And how he sort of takes... um Holden underneath his wing and shows on the ropes and how Holden keeps fucking up.
0: Yeah, that relationship between the two of them, which is almost sort of a father-son where yeah, the father I mean, has things to learn from the son mm-hmm. as well type relationship is fascinating. That yeah. is that is one of the two most interesting relationships yeah, on the show. It's uh, probably one of the highlights it of the show. It is between Holden and yeah. Kemper. Is between Holden and Kemper. Absolutely. Which, which not only is this guy who I, I guess is enough. a relative newcomer, Cameron Britton, playing Ed Kemper. Steals the whole show. I did not like get enough of
2: him, but
0: dude. He is crazy. so dead on the real Ed Kemper. Because mm-hmm. you can look online find videos of the real Ed Kemper, who, by the way, does a thing where he reads out books for the blind. He's done hundreds of them and won awards for the quality of his readings. Which you're like, what? Really? This guy. That who, makes sense. This I mean, guy just, who killed his mother and fucked her head. Her grandmom. But he. That. Because you're
3: waiting. The show sort of sets up this Hannibal Lecter-esque, you know, uh, confrontation. And it's so much more interesting the way that they handle it here. I mean, you know, who doesn't love, you know, Anthony Hopkins vamping up behind the glass or I mean, it's great. But this is so interesting. And what's really great, what I love is the real life thing where they debate, what did we just learn? What did he give away to us? Is this real? Is he fucking with us? Does he is he telling us what we want to hear? And they're thinking like, are we smarter than him? Is he smarter than us? What's happening? That idea was so compelling as a show. Um, that alone, I mean, makes this worth watching. And his performance is so good. And they have that great moment that revealed, And I think it's Bruto. The the and he says, "Oh, Kemper told me you guys are idiots." And you yeah. realize like uh, these serial killers have been talking to each other and. They have, and so I just what the the show doesn't give you like an easy answer, and I love that, and I think also one of the things that I meant to mention was um, uh, Holden's. He's I think his character is really interesting, and in that they set him up as this very um, almost boy scoutish, optimistic, sincere guy who's also super ambitious. And in that moment, remember where she says like this could be a book, and he's like a book. And you you see like the light go on yeah. in his eyes and he's really excited, and to put him in a room with Kemper was really fascinating and to watch him learn from him and 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 study oh, because him. both of them have agendas and but also yeah. in some ways they're they're these weird
0: funhouse reflections where they're sincere they're yes, ambitious exactly. they have that idea and 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 you except you, that Kemper at least has learned that he has no place in this world. But, Kemper knows but he's very—he so he, he is no self-aware.
3: Choice. He is self-aware in a way that Holden is not. Yeah, exactly. And that's really fascinating. And he—but what's great is, oh wow, excuse me. But what's great <laughs> is the way that they connect. And and I, you know, the, there's a reason that the last part of the show is a—it it focuses on them, and they meet at the very end, and they, you know, they see each other in that that hospital room, which, by the way, is is utterly terrifying. Oh yeah, that part oh, is oh is—it's is, great, yeah. you know, based you know, on
0: something that actually happened. Yeah. In fact, it didn't happen just like that, but it was like similar, where basically, because this is the spoiler review, but like Kemper basically going to the guy, you know. There's no one actually, these things have terrible security. I could right yeah. now grab you and strangle you and kill you. Yeah. And the guy going, fuck me. Yeah. And he yeah. goes, dude, I'm just kidding. Relax. My favorite
2: part <laughs> yeah. was when he was talking about murdering all of those girls. And then he's like, oh, you guys got me pizza. That was
0: yeah.
3: so great. So, but what I liked also was was Holt, McC- Holt County or, or uh, uh, what's the character's name? Uh, um, tench. Tench. He's skeptical the whole time. And I, I like yeah. that the that the show doesn't just present you with something on face value. They debate it, and it's kind of up to you what's actually happening. And they do that throughout the show about so many things. And I just loved, like, you know, just where they're sitting around looking at a photograph, listening to a tape, and Anna Torv is there, and, and they all debate, you know, what does this mean? Okay, what is what is he? Okay, what should we call this? This super academic debate.
1: Those were like the most electrifying scenes yeah, in the in the so show, funny. and they shouldn't be. They should be like, Fuck. well, the, the reason it is so is because it walks on that that cusp of almost being a documentary. Right. Like, because it is, like, living in that same world of what, like, Making a Murderer was. Right. Except for we didn't have cameras or a fly on the wall. Right. You, you, yeah, you get to the fly on the wall during these discussions. And that's what makes it cool, because this is what tv is today with all these new shows about mm-hmm. profilers and whatnot this is where it started from and that's what makes it cool um, and so
2: and a shout out to all the prop guys who found all of these like antiquated like where did they find these two recorders and oh, stuff I love like all, that right? yeah. so can we like, like, actually spaces. on that
3: point i was about to say can we briefly mention and i i don't i'm gonna geek out the, the technical aspects of this show are freaking aces. The soundtrack is badass. Like, um, it, none of it, it, what's great too is it's generally not meant to comment on anything that we're watching, except maybe like, maybe in the last scene is a little bit of a commentary, but so much great 70s like music. Like, I love that. Um, and Fincher, of course, he's definitely has a, a post. Um, I think Zodiac kind of style is mm-hmm. different than before that. I think Fight Club, Panic yeah. Room. I, this is um, definitely seven. Feels this is
0: more akin to Zodiac.
3: This is obviously. I did. think as everybody said, like Zodiac, the TV Which show. I hated. If you- Really? Okay. I hated uh, I love Zodiac. <laughs> is Zodiac is a movie that I agree with you. The first time I watched it, I was very disappointed in, and I mm. have grown to love. I fell It asleep. requires multiple
0: viewings. I was the only one of the, my people in my critics group when I first saw it that really loved it. And, and I bet all they all love it. it now. And now they, they all love, love it. And right? love it even Amazing. more. Than it
3: <laughs> but it is, a movie, it is a movie worth revisiting, and I think especially if you've been watching the show, because like this show, it doesn't offer easy answers, and the main character of the movie is Zodiac I, itself. I would yeah. argue yeah. that it,
0: like, part of the problem was none of them knew what happened with the Zodiac got yeah, killer story, and I was intimately
1: familiar with the right. story already, and, and so I knew there was no resolution. Yeah, they're expecting a story that has a beginning, yeah. middle, and end, and you're not going to get that kind of it story. because it's true crime. But, it, but in as the as same well. way, it isn't
3: an unsatisfying
1: story. <laughs> and I think the, I'm sorry. There is no gore. There, <laughs> there is <laughs> no gore, it's <laughs> true. It wouldn't be boring if it had a beginning, middle, and end, but it's a true story. But in retrospect right. of yeah. having of liking
0: Mindhunter, you should go give it another
1: yeah. try.
2: If, does it have lines like, you gotta make it with that pussy before it turns into a mom? <laughs> forgot about that.
1: Oh, does oh, does anything have a line like that? Somebody wrote that No, line.
2: I, I mean, it's funny because th- that line is not once, but twice <laughs> in the series. Um,
1: <laughs> sorry, you were in the middle of something really deep before. Sorry, no, um, I... Before Ed temper. quotes interrupt the I to
3: where it leads. I don't... Um, <laughs> no, but uh, I just want to mention, you know, um, Fincher's direction in here is so aces. I mean, mm. like, his lens choice, his sort of Kubrickian uh, use of movement or or static is really... Terrific! Like I just loved being in the world of this show because of his aesthetics. Like I just and he, you know the the, I mean it's similar to House of Cards, but I think it, it is still its own thing. I just I loved it. So, anyways, I just I want to point out. I wanted to take just a second to say like you know I mean you're we keep watching going something. Into your
0: final thoughts because we're getting near 30 minutes. So. Wow.
3: Okay. Yeah. Um. I mean my final. I mean I probably already said them. I just I think the show is exceptional. I mean like I was I ripped through the show. As fast as possible. I think it's smart. I think it's unusual. I think that it requires something of you as a viewer to pay attention, to to think about things, to engage on you know on your own. But at the same time, it rewards that with you know really great performances, um, a great uh, world like the seventies world of the movie is really terrific. So overall, I mean, despite its flaws, and I think there are many, there there are definitely subplots and moments that don't go anywhere or feel as satisfying, but. An unusual show. I mean, like when just to take a second and say, like, this is a show that embraces academia, that embraces intellectual ideas in a way that most mainstream shows kind of don't. And the creation of that. So, I mean, I just I think it's stellar, man. And you know what? It's on Netflix. You all have Netflix. It's free. Check it out. But know that. It's dark, upsetting subject matter, so I think that that's a, a warning for a lot of people. Like, I, there's not a lot of, there's not everybody I want to watch. This This is with. not a family-friendly show.
0: Yeah, probably no, not. No, so that no, definitely not.
3: Yes. Um. I, yeah. I mean, obviously, I think we were all pretty much. In oh, wait, agreement what, was, on the what show? was
0: your rating? I'm sorry, what? This is how it sounds like review, so You have to give a, you a have to an give arbitrary a rating. rating.
3: Oh. Um, oh man, I would give this <laughs> show uh, probably nine. Um, oh, man. Nine... <laughs> Nine kick ass 70 suits out of 10. That's sweet. Yeah. Uh, Oh. Uh, Yeah, all right, then. They're kick ass. That's what I'm
0: wearing to Phil's wedding. (laughs) 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 wedding. They'll show up as the cast in Mind (laughs) Thunder and Phil's (laughs) wedding. Oh my god. (laughs) We need to do this (laughs) now. Somebody get get Uh, get thee to a thrift store. Yeah, real
3: real quick, our our co host Phil is getting married on
0: Thursday. Yeah.
3: So that's good. Congratulations. That's the joke, anyways. Uh, Russ, you're fun with us. Uh, You know, I think the show. Epitomizes the the sort of new world of, of Netflix uh, binge watching. It's it's everything that you can now sort of expect from a TV show, and the fact that you can watch it all at once, and it's it's something unusual, and it doesn't have to adhere to any sort of conventional sort of structure that you would expect from a television show is fantastic. I mean, from the subject matter on, and the fact that someone of you know David Fincher's you know caliber is involved. Um, and and again, like I said, a, a subject matter and 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 a, a story that I was you know somewhat familiar with, and to to be sort of skeptical of how they were really going to make and I you know definitely I thought oh they're going to make it into the silver of the week, the sort of thing that we're we're expecting, and they completely skirted that. Um, I think for the most part, obviously they went to some other stuff, but but the fact that even the things that I didn't really love about the show. We're still pretty good. Yeah. Um, is is a real testament to the show. Um, so you know, can't wait to see season two. I don't yes. even think we touched on the idea that uh, there's a there's a subplot that they allude to. You know, not. In a grand way that um, we're all hoping will pay off with a certain serial killer, a real life serial killer um, that they introduced most of the episodes yeah. with. Uh, that that is really exciting. Where are they going to go with that? So uh, you know, I I just I can't say enough about the show. It's it's fantastic. I would also like to point out if you're a fan of what did you say, Russ? The yeah yeah no, I I, I said that uh, 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 the show is a, a handsome uh serial killer show um that's mainly about the backs of cars which is, <laughs> uh, um, so there's a lot of that in there uh and I would give it you know I would give it eight uh dead cats out of ten it's, it's so?
1: yeah, I really like this show as well um beautifully shot beautifully acted um it, it follows very much a documentary style of storytelling you know like you you get to be a fly on the wall of what happened in the creation of you know uh profiling in the criminal justice world and it's really cool um I really liked it a lot. I give it a 9 out of 10 violated high heels. Oh, nice. Well, there goes my rating.
2: Uh, I know. It's really the
1: way we should rate everything. I was going to say well-fucked shoes.
2: I can't believe I agree with the Summers Brothers 100% right now. Oh, wow. Um, it, this is a momentous occasion. Welcome no, to the
3: dark side. I know,
2: right? Welcome to the black couch. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, this, I, I, despite all of the criticisms, this, this show is great. I, I binge watched it over three nights and I could not get enough. I was just like, was glued to my television watching this. And I'm really into serial killers and I thought that they did me proud with the way that they portray them. <laughs> um
1: wait, what? I did, I did, I did, <laughs> <laughs> there's something you want I to tell knew I knew what you meant. I knew what you I meant. Know. It on. did me proud.
2: It did me proud the way that they portrayed, especially Ed Kemper. Jesus Christ, wow. I cannot talk enough about how amazing that actor is. Mm-hmm. Um and if he doesn't get at least a nomination, I'm gonna be devastated. Um however, like yeah there's some bland parts. There's definitely like the relationship stuff is just just like okay get you know let's just move along but otherwise this is a great show and if you like criminal minds they actually do allude a lot to the beginning of the bsu in criminal minds so yeah. that's if you like criminal minds this is like their origin story so i give it 9 decapitated and um violated uh, heads out of ten. <laughs> there you go.
0: Nice. Yeah, I I agree with you that I think Kemper is definitely he's so the high point of the show that yeah. almost is a detriment yeah. to it. Where you're like, my god, you're a thousand times more interesting than the detectives themselves. You're like, yeah, can we get back to Kemper, please? Because he's really cool. And sure enough, the directors, the creators knew enough to have it end on a Big Kemper note towards the end. Uh, and once again, if you watch this and you have not researched Ed Kemper, I recommend do it. He is a total anomaly in the world of serial killers. And that basically he's like, yeah, dude, I'm grateful that I'm in prison and I deserve to be locked. In fact, I can't believe you didn't torture me to death because that's yeah. what I deserve. Okay. And then has been a model prisoner his whole life. And you're like, what the fuck are you, <laughs> dude? But that just is kind of this... You know, par for the course of the, we don't even know what's wrong with these people. And even today, we're still like, I, there is no set thing. The way you profile serial killers, knowing that, like, there's almost nothing off the table, (laughs) really. It's like you're playing outside the normal rule book, and it's these guys who have no experience with that, trying to come to terms with that in the 70s when psychology itself was first starting to really explode and blossom and get super experimental, uh, which in and of itself ends up being a problem for Holden Ford's character, whose chick is a little bit too much into the blossoming of, like, experimental things (laughs) going on. But, um, yeah, I did find that although there are points, yeah, I'm just kind of like I don't really care about a lot of the emotional connections with these side characters and everything. I'm like can we move on? What is so fascinating keeps me going where I don't care. I'm like, fine, I can be patient for five minutes till we get back to the good stuff. Um, but all of this feels like first season jitters for a TV show. It's sure. all that yeah. sort of like growing pains of like, let's get there, let's get there. And I have a feeling the second season is, there's going to be one of these shows, the second season is, a season is when a lot of people are going to end up going back who hadn't, hadn't seen the first season, they're going to come back and do it because he people are going to be like, God damn! <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> they said the second season is going to be in Atlanta. It's be the, Atlanta the, the, the Atlanta child murders. The yeah. Atlanta child murders, which were yeah brutal. Brutal. Yeah, so like 30-some kids
1: murdered in yeah, yeah. those things. And at the It sounds more focused than season one was. Oh, oh and by the a, way, the, the, the,
0: the so running weird thing where you keep seeing this guy and that's you're like, who the fuck is that guy? Me. Well, well we he's the bind torture kill killer. Yeah, yeah. like They give PTK. you enough PTK. of him. And the weird thing is, he was never caught till like 2005. Yeah, that's
2: So what I was they're about going, to say. talk
0: about long running plot thread. The show is this setting show up. The show is right going to be 20
2: years long. <laughs> so, your
0: final thought. My final thought is I think this is different than anything else on TV, while still very different, while still definitely owing a lot to shows that came beforehand. It's just a weird mishmash of types of shows that somehow still works. Uh, I give it nine out of ten uh, really sketchy psychological in the dark experiments. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah, ultra
0: Yeah. Your girlfriend's all like, it's fine. We're just going to hang out with a bunch of college students in the dark. We're just going to (laughs) talk.
1: Not good. Not good. good, Don't don't go to that.
3: Also, I wanted to ask, does anybody else want an egg salad sandwich after watching this show?
0: (laughs) Oneofus.net has been your one-stop shop for all things geek for years. But there's a side to them many of you have never heard: the subscription side. Subscribe and listen to great podcasts like The Breakfast Pub, The Original Gentleman, and the Watch a Movie With Us series. Head on over to one of
2: Us.net and don't forget your towel.